0: Thanks for tuning in to Blokes of Wrestling on the Let's Get Ready Network, brother. On this network, we talk about all the things you love, like movies, TV, sports, professional wrestling, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash lgrnetwork. And please, leave a rating and review of this episode. Enjoy the show, everyone. Brother, brother. What's up everybody welcome back to an episode another episode of the drop kicks it's our second to last or penultimate episode with mm-hmm. the show named the drop kicks and we're here on a, uh, a hot saturday afternoon in the middle of july so i i get that a lot of y'all are probably out and about out in doing boot doing stuff, doing stuff um, but I appreciate y'all uh, watching this live or, or on the replay We're here with Soda. As always, Soda, how you doing today?
1: You know, doing pretty good. It's been it's been a good week. Uh, my grandma's back out of the hospital. She had a triple bypass surgery last week. Wow. And she's already back home, which is pretty cool. Um, other than that, I'm just chilling. The sun's finally out after like five days of rain up here. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm doing good, man. How about you?
0: I am doing all right. I'm a little tired today. I just did two two days worth of concerts and all sorts of fun stuff I happening. saw that on,
1: tw- uh, on Twitter.
0: Yeah. So uh, I am hanging in there. A little little tired, but I got my coffee ready to go here and talk about some pro wrestling.
1: I'm I'm not gonna lie. You could play me a Fish song, and I wouldn't tell you what could tell you if it was Fish or not. I don't you think probably...
0: I've
1: heard of. Yeah. I've heard of them. I don't think I've ever heard their music without realizing. Okay.
0: Them. Okay. That's, that's, that's good to know. Uh, I might yeah. have to uh, send you some stuff. But uh, yeah, man, uh, it, it was surprisingly, it's shockingly, not a lot happening in the world of pro wrestling this week in terms of news. There wasn't any crazy breaking news story or, or any sort of massive scandal or anything. So it, it, it's nice because this is one of those days where I'm like, okay, we could do a shorter show. And I got plenty of other shit that I gotta get to. Um, but
1: they're also uh, waiting for tomorrow.
0: Right. There or or (laughs) twenty minutes after we go off the air for some some massive thing to bring. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about this. I think this was probably what the the, sort of the highlight of the week in terms of what people were talking about, at least, and that is this report that came out from Andrew Zarian, uh, who was saying that his sources uh, behind the scenes, uh, we're saying that uh, Raw, beginning with next Monday's episode, was going to move from a TV PG rating to a TV14 rating. However, uh, Zarian had an, has an update to the story saying that there was a memo within, this is the quote here from, from Zarian, there was a memo within USA Network that went out this morning regarding WWE Raw changing to TV14 on July 18th. Apparently, that was sent out prematurely, and the nice. day was not yet finalized. He also says this was a wild situation. There's a lot happening behind the scenes. Uh, WWE Raw won't be going to TV 14 on July 18th, but is still in a consideration for a later date. So, if you're unaware, uh, WWE has been broadcasting uh, basically since the Attitude Era from '97 uh, from uh, onward. Uh, they obviously, during the Attitude Era, shifted from, from TV PG to TV 14 and mm. then back to TV PG again, beginning in 2008. Uh, and then the SmackDown has always actually, this is a, a kind of a, a clarification on this. Um, when I say WWE, SmackDown has always kind of been the PG show any, yeah. anyway, even back to, to 99. So <laughs> SmackDown's not changing the rating. However, Raw looking like they might change to TV-14. If if you're unaware that the specific guidelines, TV-14 program is, the description here, contains some material that many parents would find suitable uh, for children under the age of 14, while a TV-PG rating is given for a program that, quote, contains material that parents may find suitable for younger children, unquote. So, with all this in mind, um, I kind of, my thoughts on it, echoing what Brian Alvarez was sort of talking about, which is that the problem with this show is not the rating, and not the fact that, oh, you know, it, it, this, it's a PG kind of show, and it's for kids, and all this kind of stuff. Uh, it doesn't matter, really, if you look at it. it we're not going to have another Attitude Era, or a bunch of death matches on Raw, or anything like that. Uh, the show is still going to suck, because Vince McMahon is in control. Mm-hmm. And that's just the bottom line. And I sound like a brokered record on the show saying it over and over and over again. But the problem with the show is not the rating. No. It, uh, it is in fact the show itself and the way that it's booked and the guy that's in charge. So yeah.
1: none better, better evident than last night's SmackDown, <laughs> which I, I didn't watch. But did I not watch. It, which, yeah. But I, I heard it made no <laughs> sense.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we got a couple people in the chat, uh, What's going on, Ferris? He says Ferris. He, he wants us to thank him for arriving. So thank you, Ferris. Yeah. We're we, we uh, thrilled by your oh, presence here on the show today. Um, but uh, Star Drew here saying PG doesn't matter when you can't tell 10 good matches in one show. Exactly. exactly. Or can, can't tell a good story, I think, is what he right. sort of now, saying there.
1: I'm hopeful in a way, just because I'm just an optimist. But I. I, I the way I see it going, I don't think they're going to veer too much from what we're going now, but they will insert one or two, probably more storylines that have a little bit of an edge to it. And now I'm hoping what comes out of that is when you're opening up that edge, it might, your stories might get better. You might be able to tell more stories that you couldn't do in PG. So it's, it's more the
0: optimist in me. Sure. Than I, else. I love that. I love how optimistic you are about this stuff. soda cause I I'm the other way. I'm like, it doesn't matter because they can't tell a good story to begin with with the people that they have writing the show and with the guy that seemingly even if they write something good looks at it tears up the script and says nope we're gonna do it the Vince way so
1: yeah Yeah, yeah basically I'm at the point now where I will believe it while I see it but I do hold out hope that maybe it might change uh you know for the better
0: yeah I I hope so too I mean I again I've I've said this before like I don't want Raw to be bad. The, the reason oh. I don't watch it and the reason I don't watch WWE is because most of the time the product is bad. It's not worth I don't product. want that. As a wrestling fan, I want it to be great. I <laughs> want to be excited to watch Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW, Impact, Ring of Honor, all this stuff, New Japan, all in a week and just be really super excited to watch it all because I'm going to enjoy it all. Yeah. But that's just unfortunately not the case right now. Uh, with WWE, I just, I cannot enjoy it because of the quality of
1: the show. I, though, I, I've said it before, and I don't know if have said it on the show or whatever, but as long as WWE forgets who they are, we're never going to have a full-on love fest with wrestling. That's yeah. just the way, the way it is. They need to remember that they are a wrestling show first and foremost. Everything right. they're doing not- is pretty cool. Like, it's it's fine, yeah. I get it, but that shouldn't be your focal point. Your focal point should be right. what's on screens on Monday night and Friday night. You make yeah. that good? You make people want to come watch it, which means you make the money. You know, it's like that should be the focal point, not this. Yeah. You know, no, be a star, which is kind of great, but hypocritical. None of that stuff. None of this. Hey, look, we're here at Special Olympics, which is also pretty cool. Focus on your product.
0: Yeah, give me a good product and a good wrestling show. Everything else,
1: will, everything else is gravy. Everything else will come.
0: Yeah, and I think that's what maybe separates the AW and the New Japan and the impact from all yeah. their focuses on putting on a good wrestling show. Other entertainment. Show. Yeah. Or a TV show. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it is what it is. I don't think the TV 14 rating, when they do eventually transition over, uh the report was, it was going to be this week. It's not going to be this week. It's going to be potentially sometime yeah. in the future. I don't think it's going to change the quality of the show overall. I'd like to think it might in a couple little areas, as you were kind of saying optimistically, yeah. but yeah, I, I, I believe it when I see it. You
1: know, so as I saying. did see someone sitting on Twitter, and I was like, the chances of this happening are slim. But if this is happening, this would finally get me to quit watching WWE currently. It would be okay. if this somehow uses this PG turn to, to take all these allegations and all that stuff and weave it into the Mr. McMahon character. Oh, no. That, that's it. I'm done. Like, I, I will still have the network. Okay, I'll no. still watch all my old shit, but I will not support them going forward.
0: And you wouldn't put that past Vince. Exactly. That's that's the the scary part.
1: That's the scary part.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll have to wait and see how this all sort of goes here. But um, one other thing I did, again, it's been a slow news week, so I kind of had to dig for stories. But uh, one other thing that I did want to bring up, because this is kind of uh, an interesting thing that I don't think we've really talked about much on this show. uh, Triple H looking like he is not going to be involved. In NXT NXT in any capacity moving forward, uh, despite uh, about a month ago, he returned to the Performance Center after his you know long absence because of surgery and everything and health problems and things like that, and obviously has since announced his retirement from the ring. Uh, he came back and sort of made this statement that <laughs> I'm back, and people were kind of didn't really know what to make of that in what capacity he would be back. And anything like that, um, but in whatever capacity that might end up being, uh, it is not going to be involved with NXT. Uh, Dave Meltzer from Wrestling Observer saying that uh, it, it, it appeared he was met when he said he was back uh, that that was that he's working in the WWE offices, and that's pretty much all he's doing, uh, and hasn't done anything directly with the NXT brand since making that statement. Uh, he, has been, he hasn't been—he has been at any of the Tuesday shows. All of the creative is still being run by Shawn Michaels and obviously Vince and Pritchard and everybody. Um, but, uh, you know, the, those reports about a month ago, uh, Triple H was saying that he was in Orlando for business reasons and couldn't say why. Uh, he was obviously previously in charge of NXT in its uh, sort of glory... Years in oh, at yeah. the point when it was just an awesome, awesome show. and probably it my be- favorite really, like, show to what? watch at that point. At least two years ago. Uh yeah, I would say the last like great NXT show I probably watched was like uh er- like early 2020 pre-pandemic, probably like yeah. right? um when the Wednesday night wars were just sort of starting. And, right. and I think it just went all downhill from that. From I think there. the
1: last really cool thing I saw on NXT was that um fight pit match.
0: Yes, with, like, not, with Kurt Angle as the guest referee, yeah. with the, uh, Riddle and uh, and, and uh, Timothy Thatcher, yeah. I think, who's since been released from the company. Yeah. I almost called it um, Biff
1: Busek earlier. I was like, that wasn't Yeah.
0: Right. <laughs> no, Biff Busek is uh, Oni Lorkin. Who, mm-hmm. uh, both of those guys, both Biff and, and uh, Thatcher have done some pretty cool stuff in GCW. Or not GCW, but uh, Bloodsport. Uh, well, I was going to say Bloodsport match, but, which I added yeah. to the list
1: the other day. I don't know if you saw nice,
0: that. Nice, Yeah. It's a, a really good match. Yeah, basically um, I, did is I
1: took what culture's list of top ten wrestling matches so far. And if I didn't already have it, I put him on the list. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. So um I don't think there's really a lot to this report other than just that he's done pretty much done with NXT and has been mm-hmm. for a while and there's no sort of reason to think that he might be headed back anytime soon.
1: right is, like I, I knew the first part a- of the story. I heard about you know him yeah. saying on uh, back stuff I think uh, who didn't I didn't know about the second half of the story, but then when I read that article I'm like does he really need to be there? In, like at this yeah.
0: point. And look, I think since NXT has sort of rebranded and gone in this yeah. two direction, and basically is just the jobber show or the the show where everybody's green and and is just yeah. it's, it's not very good. I I haven't watched it. I I always hear the the play by play like reports from from uh, like when I watch the Brian and Vinny show and everything, and uh, they do a good job of recapping all the crap. Like this yeah. this week in particular just sounded like a disaster. Uh, with the like, so the, they they just had this babyface team with yeah. the tag team titles, and they, they literally like a week ago. And then the, one of the partners turns on the other one. And it's like, what are you doing? Like, it's, it's I, I don't weird. understand.
1: A little
0: weird. It's a little uh, bizarre. Just
1: the NXT tag team title, women's tag team titles are dead.
0: I mean, uh-huh. nothing, yes. Which they kind of weren't anything to begin with in the first place, but yeah. Uh, but look, at least they think- were
1: more consistent than the WWE's women's tag team titles.
0: That's true. Still uh, waiting
1: them to that tournament, folks.
0: Yeah. Uh, look, I think Triple H coming, even if he were to come back and start being more involved with NXT, I don't think it would change anything because it's a completely different show now, and it's mm-hmm. run by Pritchard and Dunn and Vince, and they're the ones that have the final say in anything. And even if Triple H comes up with something, they're probably going to shoot it down. So it's just like, okay, just tell Shawn Michaels what to do, and he'll do it, and uh, to the best of his ability.
1: Yeah, but me, I, I'm more, I'm whatever. more happy. To- doing it because on the opposite side of the spectrum, we all know how stressful well, we don't know, but we've heard how stressful it is to work in WWE especially events. I don't want Triple H who just had a cardiac event in November to have to go through that right now. So it's perfect for me it's perfectly okay that he's not there. I'd rather have him stick around so I can hear from him in 20 years than go through stress and maybe die in two
0: months. Yeah, it sounds like sitting in the office doing paperwork is probably yeah. His best, the best spot for him right now. As, as, as much as it kind of sucks to say that, I mean it, it, a lot of that, as you said, does have to do with his, his health exactly. problems over the yeah. years and we don't want to overexert him because this guy's exactly. a legend, you know. For, no matter which way you like, look at
1: it. Not everyone's Vince man who can handle that type of workbooks They're like the dude I think he's maybe got five hours sleep in the last 40 years. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah no, Triple H is more valuable to the wrestling business than being behind the, the camera as a producer. I really do think he's more valuable to the wrestling business.
0: Yeah. Now, is he still in charge of putting together the Hall of Fame every year? Do you know,
1: uh, I am not sure, but I wouldn't be surprised because okay. I, you know, okay. reports in the last however many years, it was him that brokered a lot of the piece and stuff like that. So I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if it still is.
0: I just wonder what at what point does he put himself in? You know, <laughs>
1: it's gonna. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if it's the next time they go back to New York area for WrestleMania.
0: Could be, yeah, because, whenever they do Giant Stadium again.
1: Well, because, you know, New York is, even though it's Orlando now, New York is still synonymous with WWE. He's from yeah. Connecticut. Like, I mean, it just yeah. makes sense. So that's, yeah, next time they go to New York, I think, is when he's going to go in. Because it's think cool. about it. Think about it. Madison Square Garden is probably, is home to probably one of the biggest Triple H moments, and that is when mm-hmm. he returned from the first quad injury. I rewatched that pop the other night. It's still one of the loudest pops I've ever heard.
0: Yeah, yeah uh yeah that's uh yeah we'll we'll have to sort of see when Mm -hmm. that happens it's funny you mentioned like whenever wwe does new york again because like at this point it's like they're going to do two nights of wrestlemania last time they're in new york i went and it was like friday and saturday were crazy with all sorts of uh shows happening but like next time it's going to be saturday sunday wrestlemania so it's only really going to be thursday and friday that that all these other shows are going to be running so I'm like, damn, I'm probably just going to go Thursday and Friday and then go home on right. Saturday, you know, and just a yeah, a bunch of indie shows. Go to like a GCW yeah. or whatever, you know, Ring of Honor. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, you're lucky yeah, to get close enough to be able to do that shit. I could to spend like several grand even doing it.
0: <laughs> I know. Oh, we, yeah. They just announced an Albany, New York show right the week before the Arthur Ashe Stadium show for AEW. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like, damn, I think I might have to go to back to back back to back weeks of Dynamite and Rampage. Yeah, no kidding. Like oh, Albany. Albany's like a two hour drive for me. That. So yeah, I think I'm gonna do Albany and Arthur Ash Stadium in September. Yeah, That's I'm, be I'm jealous. I'm insane. jealous. This is gonna be totally insane. <laughs> yeah. Doing no. back-to-back weeks like that. Um, it's going to be dynamite. Yeah, yeah. Yes, but, I went there, folks. Yep. And speaking <laughs> of... <laughs> there you go. Good transition there, So Let's talk about those two shows that we had this week. It was actually mm-hmm. AEW Fighter Fest, which uh, is a, a, a TV special that they tend to do every year uh, now. And they, they've made it an annual thing. But now it's like it used to be, a two night deal but it was just dynamite now you have rampage as well so now it's instead of two shows two it's weeks four. in a row four shows yeah. two weeks in a row so um definitely some some fun exciting stuff on these two shows uh we kicked off this week's dynamite with Wardlow defending the tnt championship against orange cassidy of all people and look You know, I I talk about people bitching and complaining on the the internet, the IWC, all the time, and there was a lot of people bitching and complaining about this match before when it was announced before it happened.
1: I remember,
0: oh, they shouldn't be feeding Orange Cassidy to to Wardlow and all this stuff, and oh, it's too much of a comedy thing. It's like, guys, just why don't you just all shut the fuck up and just enjoy the match? Because I didn't see much complaining after the fact because it was an awesome match. Both guys keep on. And it was a yep. great match.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, it's nobody came out damaged from this, which is good.
0: <laughs> yeah. They, they both look strong. It wasn't one of those Wardlow squash matches that, you you know, kind of a lot of people thought it might be. Uh, you didn't want him powerbombing Orange Cassidy a whole bunch of times. They went back and forth.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: he hit the F10, which he hasn't used in forever. It was all huh. finisher when he was still a heel with MJF. Uh, and War- and uh, Cassidy kicked out of that. Uh, I loved the, the early spot where he rips the pockets out of Orange Cassidy. That was yeah. like the one heat spot of the match, and then everything else, it was like both these guys, like yeah. everybody was you
1: when know, put down those. the straps, and Orange Cassidy yeah.
0: put them back up. up. Yeah, that was yeah. great. Uh, I I also loved just the, the whole thing, really. I mean, uh, Cassidy kicking out of the F10, uh, and Johnson Cassidy out. hitting oh, Cassidy. Yep. Oh, yeah, right, pulling Dan Housen out of the ring. That was <laughs> great. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, Cassidy hitting the Orange Punch, I think like three of them, and, mm-hmm. and the beach break on Wardlow, and Wardlow's still kicked out, uh, and then uh, Wardlow hit the power bomb from out of nowhere. nowhere Let's not forget there. that, that Orange was behind right.
1: managers in this match, who tried to bring out a chainsaw. A
0: chainsaw! <laughs> what was with that? That was, that was funny. I started getting into a conversation with, with Tyler as this was going oh. on, like, what... Well, a chainsaw, first of all, what are you going to do when you turn? Like, how do you use a chainsaw a match? Are you Are just going to, like, murder your opponent? Pretty are much. You gonna, are you going to use it to, to cut the ropes, like, and destroy the ring? There's I not couldn't. a lot of options there. Like, I guess you could hit him with the back of the chainsaw, but, like, what would even be the point? It's a fucking chainsaw, yeah. you know? Maybe there's there could be a funny spot where they try to turn it on, they can't turn it on, so they just use the back of it, you know? Uh, but I was like thinking, like how do you, how could you potentially gimmick a chainsaw? You I don't think it's
1: possible. No. Two, it honestly it fits very well into the type of characters that Orange Cassidy, the best friends, and Dad Halldon are. Where it's just like they will go to any extreme, no matter how ridiculous it is. Yeah. Like, like I don't off know the if match, they were
0: like, uh, Have you ever yeah. used a chainsaw? Uh, I have. Yeah, it's not easy. Yeah, they're not the easiest thing to win. No. No. Yeah. Uh, and the, they uh, they were saying before the match, like, we're going to do a lot of cheating. So much cheating. All the cheating. Like, it was.
1: Cheat like hell.
0: Cheat like hell. Yeah. So they really teased they were going to do some stuff. But that's the thing with this group. With the, the tie-dyes and everything, they're just, yep. like, completely over the top and ridiculous. And that's, yeah, that's he what, really what's the thing. Yeah, really popped for the tie-dye. To. What's that?
1: You must have really popped for the tie-dye.
0: They have had the tie-dye the last, like, few weeks in a row, and I, I like it. I don't know if they saw me in the crowd in Boston or something and, like, copied the design, but it's very similar to, mm-hmm. to this design, if you've noticed. But I think that's going to be my new gimmick is is every AEW show I go to, I'm going to wear this tie-dye so I stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah, you could uh, be, like, <laughs> can use, uh, hat guy. The green hat, good. the guy with the green shirt hey, and the guy. hat, yeah. Hey, but, guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we also got a quick video package with the pack. And taking on Shota Umino at Rev Pro for that all land championship mm-hmm. match. I don't know if you watched this or anybody watched I it. dark, yet. but I heard it's very good. good. It is very, very good, a lot of fun. Um we also had Chris Jericho uh, coming out next. He came out without the rest of JAS, but mm-hmm. um, cut a pretty good promo, you know, on on uh, on Ruby Soho and 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 sort of calling her out and all all that stuff and he says he next week he's going to come out as the Painmaker.
1: Pain oh, yeah, wow. which
0: is kind of surprising that he didn't use the Painmaker for Forbidden Door cuz that was his, like new Japan gimmick. But That's right. But guess, you know you know okay. I guess never it. Been, but,
1: like this makes sense to do it because you're going you got to go that extra level.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's good. the it's the blow off match between him and yeah. Kingston, which is sort of this whole black blackpool combat club uh against jas sort of feud really started was at the core i think of it all jericho and kingston so oh, for sure yeah it, so was, they, it was
1: jericho refused to shake his hand after kingston beat him at full year was a revolution
0: yeah when they were both kind of baby faces at yeah. that point still yeah. um so yeah i i am really hyped for this uh jericho and and eddie kingston match eddie kingston also was a pretty awesome promo Backstage, where uh, he was, he was talking to, you know, my ruby, my ruby. I think that was last week. Yeah. Um, but just the way that they've built to this match, I think has been has been really, really good. And, it makes me uh, wonder yeah. sometimes
1: if Eddie Kingston knows it's a work.
0: Right. <laughs> Eddie, <laughs> Eddie Kingston, man, I I saw some quote with him recently where he was talking about how his gimmick for basically his entire career, however long that's been, like twenty years or something yeah. at this point. Um, is really just been him at age seventeen, like the real Eddie Kingston at age seventeen, pissed off at everybody and just wanting to fight. So it that's works. kind of it's kind of what it is. You look at and you go, oh, yeah, that is what that is, isn't it?
1: it basically, and like, yeah. it's, it, it's you know what, it's connected to something primordial in all of us because we've all been there, yeah. seventeen yeah. against the world.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. I, so the, I, I, I truly understand. A little bit more now why everyone loves Eddie Kingston. I just love him because he's real. But, I mean, you put it that way, like, it's relatable.
0: Yeah. Never change, Eddie. Never no, change. No,
1: God, no. Could you imagine Eddie doing, like, a sports entertainment <laughs> gimmick? <laughs> no,
0: yes, thank you. No, no. That's why he would never have worked in WWE, even though we yeah. tried to throw a bunch of money at him.
1: Uh, the we only also time to... he would have worked in WWE, I, I know it's broken Attitude error. It's really the only error I could have seen him working. Like, For actually, sure. it, 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 it could have done something with Eddie Kingston. Yeah, maybe ruthless aggression.
0: He would have been great in ACW, I think. Over yes, anything else. yes. But yeah, uh, we also had John Moxley taking on Kanosuke Takeshita here, and man, what a fucking awesome match this was! Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure spoilers for later. I don't know if this is quite my mo- my match of the week, but it was pretty damn close between this yeah. and another match we got on this show. Uh, this was just insane. Back and forth and and uh Moxley winning with the Death Rider at the end, which yep. the commentators actually called the Death Rider. I think people were saying for the first time uh really ever, referring to it as that, because he's it is kind of a slight variation on his paradigm shift. So he has the paradigm shift, yep. um, but he this write- the Death Rider is the elevated paradigm shift. So he picks him up a little bit higher, and that's the movie he's been using at his finisher in New yeah. Japan. For, for forever, so... You know, I think you um, may and, be
1: right, because I... Yeah, I'm thinking about I think... I knew it was the Death Rider, but I think it's mostly because, well, you, that I know yeah. it's the Death Rider. I, yeah, I don't think Death I've ever Rider, heard it on TV. Yeah.
0: Huh. And he's been, use, he's been using the elevated paradigm shift, mm-hmm. a.k.a. the Death Rider in AEW for a little bit now, for a few yeah. months at least, but it's the first time they actually referred to it mm-hmm. as the Death Rider, so props to Excalibur for that one. But, uh, yeah, what would you think of this, match, Soda? Uh,
1: this was... Uh, this is another... You know, Star making performance, probably not as big as a Wheeler Yuta, but at least now people know who this guy is. They know, you know yeah. what, because he got the shit out of him in this match. Oh, like, this he
0: was bleeding from the nose and yeah. everything. Like, yeah, like
1: just look at him at in the final sequences. He looks like he's been through hell. Yeah. Um. No. Good on him that he was able to hold his own, and now you know what? Now he did, he needs to get a win. Now he needs to get yes. a win. Yes. He's already, he's, can you imagine the pop when he gets the three count?
0: Put put him in there against like a like a Dante Martin or somebody. Yeah, you know, he had a great match and also like a a good victory win kind of deal. Yeah, he's also like he's only like twenty five. This guy, so really, yeah. He's so he, gets ahead of him. He's got a huge yeah. career and very very another one. Man, there seems like every other freaking week we're like. Hey, look! There's this other future star that we're all talking about. That's just absolutely incredible. So, yeah, yeah. Takeshita, another one to watch out there for sure. And I agree. I hope that they, they keep putting him over on yeah. TV because like, whenever we really, do, really it, good.
1: Whenever we do these, I have the Bleacher Report stuff out, and they do have top moments listed. And I love this one. The look on T- Takeshita's face, it painting the blood as he mounted a comeback, was great stuff. Agreed. Like yeah. it was great storytelling.
0: It was. It really was throughout this match, and just overall, was really, really good stuff. Um, we also had a, a quick little video thing uh, where they had uh, Brody King attacking Darby Allen in the Yeah, yeah. In a comic comic book shop or, or whatever it was. I saw another clip from this earlier where uh, Darby tries to skateboard off the top of one of the like the the um, fucking what do you call it? I'm brain dead today. Uh, the the thing that has all the like, what's behind you with your DVDs? What is that? Oh, bookshelf. Cabinet. Bookshelf. bookshelf. Yeah, there yeah. it is. Oh <laughs> uh, too too many fish concerts. Um, but yeah. Uh, the he they had Darby tried to skate off the top of one of those onto this like wooden board and just slipped and just fucking hit, just totally wiped out. Yeah. Um, but they he had a
1: too. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, and then like later later, I guess in the event when he was actually doing these signing, they had a, a thing where. An angle where Brody King attacked him, and they filmed it for the show. So uh, I, I, I like. I, I think they're doing a pretty good job building this match, which uh, they did uh, after some stuff that happened on Rampage later, which we'll talk about. Uh, Darby Allen versus Brody King on Dynamite this week. So looking forward yep. to that one for sure. Uh, we also had more Christian Cage being an absolute dick, and. With his thing now, which is going after everybody, and, and this you keep
1: Brian Tillman's name out of your mouth, sir. <laughs> this
0: is this is the the latest uh, victim of of Christian latest late great victim of Christian Cage's heel uh, prickness mm-hmm. uh, and and setting up uh, a match after uh, he absolutely murders uh, Luchasaurus. That is absolutely murders for yeah. Drift Garrison and tries to choke slam him onto. Pillman Junior on the table, and the table doesn't break. And poor Pillman Junior, because man, that looked like it fucking sucked. And then had to, he had to do it again, and, and yeah. the table finally broke the second time. And you see him just like, "Ow!"
1: On the yeah. first, it's like, "Ooh, okay." And then to call him the audible, great call, but audible. Yes. I love, I love this version of Luchasaurus.
0: Yeah, yeah, me too. Again, I yeah. think we talked about it's the version unit ne- of Luchasaurus you never knew you wanted, but now because oh, it's
1: like, finally living up to the term
0: monster. Monster, a big, big, scary dinosaur, yep. yes. Um, but uh, yes, this also set up a match for Luchasaurus teaming with Christian Cage, which is the first time we're seeing that on next week's Dynamite against the varsity for yep. character, Brian Holman Jr. Uh, so that should, that should be a fun one. And uh, Luchasaurus also, uh, his new finisher is basically a variation of the snare trap, but he's calling it the tar pits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. then.
1: Looks effortless for him, but still looks painful.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, we had another quick thing backstage at 2.0, talking about the shark cage and being angry that uh, uh, that Blackpool Combat Club is not also going to be suspended in the shark cage. And then a little bit more build for
1: <laughs>
0: Wheeler Yuta against Daniel Garcia at ROH on uh, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which and is, then,
1: is probably the that besides outside the Briscoes FDR two is the match I'm looking forward to the most.
0: Yeah, that could be a really good one yeah. for sure. Um, although I am I am liking uh, Claudio yeah. uh, against Gresham. That should be another really good match. Yeah, the new on field that, field. on that yeah on that pay per view. And speaking of Claudio, took on Jake Hager next, which uh, we all kind of figured. I guess some of us were thinking maybe it was going to be reminiscent of one of their many, many dozens of matches that they had in WWE, um, but not the case at all. Nope. I think maybe, maybe for the first couple minutes as they were sort of feeling each other out a bit and the crowd wasn't super into it. But then once they got going, it turned into a real fight, like a big right. heavyweight hospital. Uh, a fight. <laughs> I think <laughs> you're
1: thinking hospital. Battle,
0: <laughs> battle. Hoss battle. yes. That's the, the phrase I was looking for. Uh, I thought this was definitely overachieved. Very, very fun match here. What did you think?
1: This was the match I was most anticipated going into the night on, because obviously, I know about their history. I've seen their other matches that weren't that great. And I'm going in, okay, they're going to have, they're pretty much going to be a ha- not handcuffed for this. Like, they're going to be able to do their stuff. Yeah. For, uh, Claudio. He'll be able
0: to wrestle. Right? He'll
1: what be able to concept. wrestle. Claudio will be able to, like, Hagar is good at what he, he's decent at what he does, but I mean, he probably still needs, you know, to be pulled along. So, Claudio was a great opponent for him for this. Yeah, it was just a massive, massive hoss fight, and uh, it's what I wanted. Was it the best? Nope, but I was still having fun.
0: Yeah, and there was a point where JAS the 2.0 guys run down to the ring, and they try to cause the distraction, and if this mm-hmm. was Raw, that would have been the finish, and Kager would have gotten the win over Claudio, mm-hmm. but not here. None of that sports entertainment bullshit here right. in AEW. Uh, Claudio overcoming... The baby faces, or, oh, my God. The big baby face overcoming the heel in the finish and getting the win. Uh, I am exhausted. I apologize, everybody. It's all
1: good. Yeah, um, I thought for sure when the when the JAS came down, oh, shit, here's a DQ. But, no, I'm glad that Claudio beat them up and got the pin with the recall bomb.
0: Yeah, and, and honestly, like, this is another thing that separates WWE and AEW for me. It's like, what, what would you rather see as a wrestling fan? Would you rather see bullshit with the heels running and causing a DQ or getting the cheap win over the babyface? Or would you rather see the babyface overcome all the cheating and all the bullshit and end up making his big comeback and fighting through and getting a win over the heels? I would rather see that. I think In it makes the, the babyface look stronger when he gets a win like this.
1: But... I agree. This came off like a blow-off match based on what we saw on, on Rampage. So I of the pull off
0: from and like the fallout from what exactly.
1: It's yeah. like the epilogue in, in a way. Yeah. Um, in instances like this where it's a blow off, I love that they got the baby face to beat everybody up and get the pin. If there was more to come, I would be a little more forgiving if they did the DQ route. Right? Or because a, then you,
0: distraction finish. Or yeah. distraction,
1: because then we'll get we get something like the shark cage or whatever, right? If it leads to something good or has yeah. I I tolerate it. But at this point, I am tired of all the DQs. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Them to...
0: yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, we then next had uh, Hook backstage, just being mm-hmm. Hook. Yeah, uh, I should say there, uh, and we also had a video package with that was recapping uh, a surprising win for Mayu Yamashita from Joshi mm-hmm. Pro, who actually did had a used the most devastating finisher in all of pro wrestling and got the roll up victory over Thunder Rosa, which, again, that was on Dark. That was the first match on Dark this week. Really awesome match. Probably one of the best Thunder Rosa matches I've seen in a little bit here. Um, Really, really good stuff. I highly recommend it. And, yeah, it sets up another match. Again, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, the champion losing in a non-title scenario to set up a future match is not the end of the world. It's a very yeah. kind of jit.
1: Even they style nowadays.
0: They do, but this this was. I was fine with this because you know if it's going to lead to a match mm. between these two potentially on TV, on Dynamite or something, or, or maybe even on like a pay per view. I'm totally cool with it. Yeah. And given the first match that they had, which I thought was a banger, I think that they could put on an even better match, uh, possibly on Dynamite or something. So um, yeah, I
1: haven't seen it, but I'm excited, it. I'm excited for that match um, yeah, because. Me too.
0: I, I like seeing
1: new stars and being exposed to things I've, I've never really seen before. So, yeah, I'm def- it just shows the Forbidden Door format. It's going to be continuing for a while.
0: It's, and it's working. I think it's if working. you stick with it, I think it could lead to some really, really good yeah, stuff. Don't
1: overdo already. it. Keep at the, the pace you're doing it now.
0: Yes, I would agree. Um, yeah, and then sort of alongside that with, with Thunder Gross and Tony Storm, a.k.a. Thunderstorm. Backstage, Love the backstage, name. And it is a great name, but dude, this is not going to last long. Like no. this, this team, come on. It's,
1: Can they coexist?
0: No, <laughs> no, they cannot. Um, uh, but they did have the heels, Tony, uh, uh, Jamie Hader and Britt Baker confronting them with a sandbag, bag, which was, which is, inciner, you know you know. <laughs> but yes, uh, kind of, kind of silly there with that. Um, but it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, we also had, I thought, a really, really good match next with the women, Serena D versus Anna J. I,
1: I do want to say this about that segment. Uh, up until she said it, I completely didn't realize that Bert Baker had been gone that long.
0: <laughs> yeah, right? she's like, oh, you guys fell apart without me, or whatever the line was. But
1: yeah, it's been mm-hmm. like a month. It's been a month. I didn't even notice. I'm sorry, wow. for it. I love you. I didn't even notice that she was gone that long, just I because there's so much <laughs> other stuff going on that it just. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, It I just agree. that shows you how much people complain about it. it. Just shows you how much star power they have on AEW, where you can have a mm-hmm. big off TV for a month and not notice.
0: Yeah, uh, and then with the women's division, all it is is everybody just always complains about it, so you're never going to please anybody. Yeah, so, exactly. You know, uh, might as well leave it to to folks like us who actually really enjoy some of these matches, including Serena D versus Anna J here, yeah. uh, which was really good, and they they actually made. I think a lot of people think that Anna Jay was actually going to beat Serena Deeb a couple times. A uh, time. which, yeah. She put, put her in her finisher and, and Deeb was able to wiggle out of it. But mm-hmm. um, this was, this was really good, man. I, I love Serena Deeb. I think she's just yeah. a phenomenal worker and I've gushed about her at length on the show before. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you get, you don't have her take the loss here no. um, because she's got to fight. Uh, Mercedes Martinez and maybe even win the Ring of Honor Women's, champ, uh, women's yeah, Championship. Which, I kind of, I kind of would hope that they would go I that route. That
1: um, I can see that happening, having because Martinez, let's just face it, was a placeholder to get it off Gianna Perazzo.
0: Yeah, felt uh, that way.
1: This was a fun match. Did I have any inclination that Anna James was going to win? No. Even but, though it was
0: in her hometown with her family right there, but, but
1: they made her look like a million bucks.
0: Yeah, basically
1: Serena D. I uh, did what Bret Hart did and made her opponent look great. Again, not mm-hmm. that uh, Anna Jay is is she's a good up and comer, but she's only been in the business two years.
0: She's still green. She's yeah. She's so
1: green. But this match showed potential for what she can be in a couple years. And I yeah, totally. for it. I'm all yeah. for it. I like her. I think she's got especially if you watch her behind the um becoming the elite and stuff like that, like she's got great, great timing. I think in a few years she'll be a star. Yeah.
0: Um yeah, I don't I I don't know if we need to talk about the Jade Cargill stuff that they're, they're teasing this yeah. weird contention with her and and Stokely, which is I don't know why, but hopefully they get it on the same page because I think Stokely's just a great fit for her. We don't really—it's really, it's need a, any
1: it's a really weird, yeah. it's really weird that 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 yeah story. Yeah, yeah. they
0: and they definitely like I've because I'm going through this recap, I noticed they lumped all the women's stuff right in one chunk, kind of in the middle of the of the yep. second hour, so. Uh, we also had Ty Conchie being a, a, a total B uh, to Anna J backstage. Which is, were setting
1: up, which is setting up a feud, because I don't think their energy is going to turn.
0: No, I don't think so either. Um, and I, I'm kind of, I don't know, a little underwhelmed by the fact that we had, like, Anna J and Ty Conchi for a team for so long, and then Ty went off and did her heel turn with Sammy and everything, but there was never really any follow-up to, or any angle with her and Anna Jay, yeah. and then here it's just like she pro- approaches her backstage and, and whatever, and obviously he's going to set up a match, which could be yeah. a really great match between the two, but yeah, I don't know, I think um,
1: Did we discuss last week about the weird Tykonki stat?
0: No, is there a weird stat?
1: Yeah, basically since she became heel, she's barely been, she hasn't, I think she's wrestled the one match, which was that intergender match. She hasn't done really much of really dark. Yeah, basically, she's on all the time, but basically her in-ring presence has gone practically to zero. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was fascinating, because she she seemed like she was always in a title picture or something. Yeah,
0: yeah, as a babyface, at least. Yeah. Well, maybe that's part of the gimmick. Like, I don't need to wrestle. I'm too good for that shit. I'm a heel. You know? (laughs) Um, but yes, uh, I got a deal here in the chat as well, saying Anna looked great in, in that. 100%, match. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. She She's definitely getting better as she mm-hmm. goes here. Um, but yes, yeah, so then we had our main event. It was the triple threat, which I was nitpicking last week that we we have too many tag team triple threats over the last few weeks. And then uh, Tyler tried to argue with me. He's like, name out one other. I'm like, okay, the the one at Forbidden Door, uh, Jurassic Express against both of these two teams that we just saw here. Uh, The the, the D- Red Dragon and uh, Young Bucks uh, at the pay per view. I forget who the third team was in that match, but I'm like, Tyler, come on. we Vice? Yeah, we're probably, that was it. We're, we're, Bites, we're, we're in the. the, the but my point is, we've had like five triple threat tag team matches over the last like couple mm-hmm. months, and it feels like too many. Like they need to start doing some more traditional tag matches, but.
1: And then we had this.
0: <laughs> we did have this, which I gotta say, like, Okay, nitpicking aside, this was one of the best tag match. I think this is probably the best tag match I've seen on TV since the one that I saw in Boston between FTR and the Bucks. Mm -hmm. This was definitely up there for me as being a potential like, uh, you know, one of the better TV match, tag team TV matches that we've seen this year.
1: Pun unintended was the swerve at the end of the match.
0: Yeah, we we had a, quite a few of those. I mean, I, too much to probably recap, you know, with all the crazy moves and everything that happened. But the big thing at the end was, you know, all the heels trying to pick up the belt and try to use it mm-hmm. on the other guy. And then everybody sort of goes back and forth and everybody sort of evades or, or whatever. But then swerve picks up the belt and he turns around to Keith Lee. And right. looking like he might turn on Keith Lee because they've been teasing dissension between those two for weeks. And then he just drops the belt and the match continues. And then eventually, surprisingly, I think to a lot of people, mm-hmm. new tag team champions, Keith Lee and Swerve, yeah. which just, I think, you know, a lot of people were really shocked by it. But a, a good explanation for this, um, number one, I think it's been – time to pull the trigger, despite all the teasing of dissension everything it's it's time to pull the trigger on Swerve and keith lee and keith lee somebody as soon as they brought him in i'm like they they need to give this guy a belt and even though it's just a tag belt for for now him and swerve like that's an awesome awesome team and they're super over and keith lee i mean what a fucking star like this guy is and just totally Shown at the spotlight on in this match. All sorts of crazy crazy shit. He is just so awesome. And I think that the original plan was obviously to give the Hardys this one kind of last reign as tag champs. And probably not a very long reign. Probably a shorter reign. And I think that that reign that we just saw with the Bucks, which was only a few weeks long or whatever it was. uh, This was their first defense. Yeah. Titles, um, and they didn't take the pin either in the match, so that's the other thing. Yeah. Um, very important to look at there because I Which think it probably the, get- the
1: rematch because you know Young Bucks FTR is on all of them. That's just be the best birthday gift ever. Maybe, be-
0: maybe. <laughs> although, like someone else is making a good point that I'm sure that is probably the plan to have FTR Bucks three at some point. Um, may- maybe not because, like, maybe I think that the plan was always for. Keith Lee and Swerve to win these titles. They just wanted to give the Hardys a little Mm -hmm. um, transitional reign in between Jurassic Express and them. So, so this sort of makes a little bit more sense that they would do it this way.
1: Okay. So hearing that makes sense, but I was also wondering how, because it came out today that Nick Jackson has an injured neck going all the way back to last year's all out. So, Okay. Does that play into the decision
0: as well? It might a little bit. And I also think that, I mean, Health aside, I think the Bucks certainly have to kind of stay healthy because they're Slow maniacs. Down. Yeah, a little bit maybe. Uh, and he did get hurt in this match. Uh, mm-hmm. It was noticeable. He sort of... He, he did. He took a, a bit of a rough bump there, and they sort of had to be very gentle with him. He took like one powerbomb from Keith Lee, but you could tell that they were really trying to protect Matt for the rest of the match. So hopefully he heals up and he's okay, but like my sort of speculation coming out of this, I mean, okay, if the plan is to do Swerve and Keith Lee and have them have a nice little run, great. But like a two month reign with the tag titles does seem pretty good. I mean, that a few month reign here and there. And if you want to do something crazy, you could have uh, FTR and the Young Bucks eventually. But the way to get there would be you would have the Young Bucks beat Swerve and Keith Lee at all out for the titles. And then mm-hmm. you have the match for all the belts at Arthur Ashe Stadium. So. Yeah, you're just
1: saying that because you want to be
0: there. I mean, yeah, but also, yeah. maybe... It would,
1: make, it would make sense, especially if you if Matt and Nick are... Well, especially if uh, they're going to be hurt for a little bit. It, it, it makes sense. Um, I think, honestly, I think this is also a great way to finally get that split between the two. Have something happen across mm-hmm. the title, and then that's when you have the split. It's predictable, yes, but it works.
0: But it could work, yeah. I agree. And then there was also the stuff with... Keith Lee and dedicating the match to I think his his brother, uh, oh. somebody that had cancer. uh oh, so there, there was that. all that. There was oh. all that kind of going into this as well. And uh, yeah, so there was definitely some story there, and um, really awesome. Again, to see mm. Keith Lee win a belt and Swerve as well. Like both of these guys as a team. Yeah, bringing them both in both big acquisitions for for AEW right around the same time and putting them together and. Giving them a run, and I think is 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 a good uh, good good way to go with them. You gotta love the name, man.
1: Swerve in our glory.
0: Swerve in our glory, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that was AEW dynamite. I thought, you know, last week I I gave it our our new with our new rating system. I gave it worst dynamite ever, even though I thought the show was just kind of okay, not as good as yeah. it, it normally is. But this week, I thought um, back to where we were maybe a few weeks ago. I thought this was an absolutely fantastic show. Not a lot of stuff to nitpick on it. And so, with that being said, I'm going to go this week and rate AEW Dynamite the greatest AEW Dynamite of all time. What do you have, Soda?
1: I'm with you there because it was the mid show, but the good definitely outweighed the bad. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, anytime I get to see Dan has it on screen, just makes it a good show.
0: Yeah. I agree with you there. Yeah, I, I am definitely. Uh, you gotta love that Danhausen. Yep, I, very you nice. Gotta very love that.
1: I, nice. I want to get that shirt that he just released that says uh, "I met Danhausen" and all I got was a silly curse. <laughs> silly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I want to meet Danhausen as well, man.
1: Right Me there. too. Exactly. Um, who's our our friend Ryan Payne? Uh, the What's the last time he was on the Jericho Cruise? It said Dan Housen yeah. was there. And, him was and
0: she him and she James Shimo were like killing yeah. with Dan Housen the whole oh,
1: Jericho I, bastards. I will join him <laughs> on one of those cruise one days. One of these, one days. Of these
0: days, yeah. yeah. I, I I hopefully will as well. But we also had AW Rampage, which was the 50th episode of Rampage. Already? So 50 yeah. episodes, yeah. Yeah. Uh first episode uh in August, I think, of last year. Yeah, and it
1: was Punk's return.
0: Um that was the second or third episode of Rampage. The first episode of Rampage had Kenny Omega and Christian Cage.
1: Right. And
0: Christian Cage won the Impact World Title. Yeah. Uh, and I think there was a Britt Baker title defense match on that show as well. I can't remember yeah. It was against, but, for me, for me, it, it, I
1: forgot about that title match because honestly, Rampage starts with Punk returning.
0: Me. I mean, that's the one that everybody obviously remembers, but. Um, this week we on on Rampage. It was also Fighter Fest, Night One, Episode Two, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it was the Rampage edition of Fighter Fest, and it kicked off with I thought a very fun opener between Dark Orders, John Silver, and Alex Reynolds taking on uh, the King. Now calling the Kings of the Black Throne with Julia Hart in their corner. Malachi Brat, Black, and Brody King. Malachi Brat? <laughs> okay, oh, my God. I'm a mess today. I apologize, everybody. Wrap it up. <laughs> Malachi Black and Brody King against the Dark Order. And a lot of fun spots here. I don't. I think the crowd uh, was a little dead for the beginning of this match, and I think a lot of that had to do, and they were into Johnny, Johnny Humvee and everything, but I think a lot oh. of that had to do with the fact that they just watched this crazy fucking yeah. Uh, tag tag title match uh, in the main event, and then uh, this is you know this it was kind of a breather period for the crowd. Which which um, I, I dropped
1: the title when we were just talking about the match, but dude, that no matter how many times I see it, that that's um, shooting star off of Keepley's chest that's sort of where is. Oh impressive. my god,
0: yeah, that was nuts. There's so many crazy spots in that match. Mm. Um, but yeah, this, this had this had a couple spots as well. Uh, I the fucking near fall that dark order got there towards the finish and then malachi breaking it up by doing a crazy drop kick from the top rope that was nuts and then Mm -hmm. of course they hit their finisher and get the win but man that was this was like a lot of fun i think by the end of it the match really picked up and ended up being a really fun opener
1: right this is this was a fun match you gave it uh, you gave a uh, you got a team that people know but, you know, is not like, high rank or sacrifice to the House of Black to make them look stronger. This was a good, fun match.
0: Yeah, so. it, it really was. And then, yeah. of course, after the match, we got some more set up for the Brody King uh, and Darby Allen match yeah. that we're getting this week. But also, where Sting. I think this is going to lead to is Sting and Darby against the Kings of the Black Throne. Yeah. And... Before- uh,
1: Two, I like that they're trying to make Malachi Black almost like that supernatural equal
0: to Sting. Yes, yes. Dude, if, if, I, if I had told myself, like, maybe two and a half years ago, that I would see fucking Malachi Black and Sting facing off against each other in 2022, I would have lost my shit, because this is just like, I, I'm sorry. I, I mark out for this shit, man. Like Sting and Malachi Black, it's just so cool. It's so like, fucking cool.
1: Like I, I, I'm in the same boat. I'm I'm like Simon Miller, man. I love this goofy shit. Like when it's done well, goofy shit's great. When it's even when it's not done well, sometimes this can still be fun. This is the best yeah. of both worlds because I'm with you. Who would have thought we'd see Sting
0: still wrestling? No, at age sixty-three, neck, <laughs> he broke his neck what eight, nine years ago. Easy. Yeah, some something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and he said that was doesn't, it. I don't know. Doesn't 15, maybe 14. Yeah, 15? that's what that was right? there. Yeah.
1: And look at him now. He's doing jumps off the off the freaking entrance way. Like,
0: give me more spin. Crazy, crazy. So yeah, I think this is building to Malachi Black, and because obviously we're gonna have Brody King. Brody King, I'm thinking might beat Darby on Dynamite, yeah. and uh, then we'll, it will lead to Malachi Black and Brody King. Uh, potentially uh having their first like big loss as a team because mm-hmm. i think sting and darby would would be the ones to beat them but it's like it feels like a big their first big loss for either of those teams no matter who wins it so i think you like to up the stakes a little bit right going I, into that I don't think it hurts darby yeah. don't it doesn't I, hurt either team but yeah that's fair i don't think because I mean, no matter which way you book it but I, I kind of feel like
1: It just to me, really it would for Darby and Sting to take the loss. Yeah, you know? really? Yeah.
0: Huh? Okay. Well, no, they I mean, haven't had, they haven't lost yet as a team, so I mean that that would be big deal for that would certainly it, it would be a big deal. House of Black.
1: It puts them over big time. Yeah. Um, and also, like I said, it doesn't hurt Sting and Darby Allen because they're Sting and Darby Allen.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> a good point.
1: People don't um, watch, this guy is the icon, obviously, and people don't watch Darby Allen to win. They watch him because they love to watch him wrestle. What yeah, crazy yeah. is he going to do next, right? The wins are just bonuses, but I think a win would better serve House of Black in this.
0: Yeah, and I'm not sure. I feel like that is a big, it feels like it could be a pay-per-view match, but we're we're, we're like uh, still a couple months away from All yeah. Out, so I would be surprised if they put it as like a big TV Main event. It's like Sting it. is a big ratings draw. As I you can know.
1: see it main eventing Rampage.
0: Uh, I can see it rampating and uh, bleh, rampating. <laughs> main eventing a Dynamite. Main eventing a Dynamite. I could potentially see it do that, but yeah, I guess Rampage would work too, but it does feel like almost a pay-per-view level match, so I think a Dynamite main event could, is probably yeah, that, that would where work. it's best, well, best suited. Yeah. Depending
1: on what week they decide to do it, who's, who else is wrestling, right?
0: Yeah. I also wanted to mention that Miro sort of mm-hmm. cut this little video package where he's talking about how he sort of changed from when he got the Black Mist and speculating whether or not they're there to destroy him or recruit him. So, I don't mm. know. I wonder if Miro's going to join the House of Black. That would be very interesting.
1: If he does, man, the House of Black are going to be indestructible. But I like yeah, Lana. I like Lana's retweet of of that video. It's just basically her a selfie of her on the beach, like with the sun behind her. It's like come back towards the light mural. I'm like,
0: yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, it seems like everybody that's taken that black mist has changed in one way or the other. How do you change Pac? Good question. Did, did, he get, did he ever get it? Did he ever get? Yeah, the that's mist? why he was blinded. Huh.
1: He was the first one, I think. The first oh. big one.
0: Okay. Well, he was. He did like a bl- he was blind or something. That's that's why
1: because remember the uh, do you, don't you remember like the whole thing was like it's joining
0: going out the black and
1: he never ended up doing it.
0: Right, right, and then like Penta got it, and he changed into Dark Penta. Yeah. And uh, Julia Hart obviously took yeah. the to spray, and then she joined them. So, uh I know,
1: yeah. really didn't change all that much. Yeah, well so. no,
0: they didn't they, they got the spray, but they didn't really like it, it was meant change. for Julia. They were just kind of standing yeah. too close to her during that spot. But um oh get out of here, you old man. Fucking Vermont Mike in the chat. He's always gonna he's always gonna shit all over everything Jim, that I love. James Cornett <laughs> James Cornett. Yeah. Um so yeah, we also had uh Jonathan Gresham taking on Lee Moriarty. For the yeah. ROH title, which I thought was a it was a decent match, uh, Jonathan Gresham is great.
1: Yeah. Um, but I, I, I still I just love his headpiece. I love his headpiece.
0: Yeah, <laughs> the octopus.
1: Yeah, yeah. We um, I mean, okay. used to get hardware here. We sold a tube that looked like that.
0: Before we get talk any, a little bit more about uh, Telly Blanchard Energy Enterprises here, uh, Ryan Payne clarifying for us: Black Mist and Kayfabe is most meant to both blind you and change your character from the inside. Okay. Okay. And it's, like, meant to corrupt you. Okay. Okay. I can see that. Again, like, the pack blinded, but not so much the character changes. He's still a yeah. bastard.
1: Still a bastard, and I, I like I, I like how they teased him. Yeah. Because um, in that match, he just takes him off and no Nope, I'm not blind, motherfucker. Right. <laughs>
0: Maybe it is that you, he's just so much of a bastard already that there's no, no much more corrupting that you can do.
1: Right. Like, <laughs>
0: you know,
1: <laughs> you can't make evil any more evil.
0: <laughs> right, exactly. Um, but at least that's my headcanon for it. But um, going back and talking some more ROH stuff here, uh, we did have the setup for the end of this match, which again, I thought was, was a good match and everything. I'm still kind of unsure of the, the Gresham heel turn. I'm not not, like, too crazy about it yet, but we'll sort of see where it goes. Telly Blanchard is a great manager, no matter which way you look at it.
1: Right, so um, if anybody can make, and, good, uh, not more if anyone can make Gresham a good heel, it is Telly Blanchard, because the dude has natural heat.
0: Uh-huh. Um,
1: But, yeah, it's the tease at the end of the match. I'm like,
0: okay, I'm looking forward yes, to it. Yes, which, of course, was Gresham sort of ish, issuing, maybe not so much an open challenge, but basically sort of a who's next kind of thing, and uh, the challenge is answered by... Claudio who will be taking on Jonathan Gresham at the ROH pay-per-view, which again it's I made- agree with you. What you said earlier, probably my second most anticipated match yeah. on this show next to the, the rematch of the of next year.
1: What uh, it makes makes you wonder now is Daniel Bryanson coming back.
0: Brian Daniel Dan- Bryanson? Brian Danielson.
1: He, yeah, is he coming back because that because I read something not that long ago like that. The original idea was for Claudio to debut with Ring of Honor. But then, of course, Danielson yeah. got
0: hurt. And-, and, and Danielson against Gresham is something that's been teased for forever. Yeah. So that's probably what this match was originally supposed oh, to be. Oh, okay. okay. Claudio came in, I think, and filled a lot of those roles that were originally meant for Danielson. Which and replacement. Yeah. Yeah. No shit, right? Yeah. And I think Danielson... I, the most recent thing I heard was that it was a concussion thing, and that's they're obviously yeah with they're him. not pulling the
1: trigger yet to get him back.
0: Right, obviously. They're not rushing it; they're giving him as much time yeah. as as possible. So which is good. Um, good. I yeah, I I hope he comes back soon, but again, no rush because we got to protect this this Brian Danielson at all costs, yeah. especially this
1: American Dragon is a national treasure. <laughs>
0: yeah, oh shit.
1: He look, yeah, I'm not gonna argue with him. He is the legit best wrestler in the world right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, Daniels, Christopher Daniels. So many Daniel here in this uh, in this business, but uh, Christopher Daniels, calling out Jay Lethal, uh, n- probably for Rampage or something like that. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised if, that, if that's where that's that uh, I think he's, he has some legit, I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Did I a angle or something when I saw it. No, he, he has an actual something that is going on with his eye. I don't know what a gotcha. cataract or whatever the hell it is. I'm not a doctor. It's, so. it's 50,
1: so wouldn't it make he's sense?
0: A, he's a little older. So, yeah, it makes, makes sense that he would have kind of like that kind of injury. Um, we also had uh, our, our, our uh, regularly scheduled women's segment of the night, uh, which is Chris Tatlander and Athena absolutely murdering these poor renegade twins in just a quick squash match. But mm-hmm. a fun squash match. I will give it that. Um, but of course, was was more to build the, this angle yeah. between Stokely and Layla Gray and the baddies and Jade and and uh, Athena and Statlander and everybody. So um, it, it was it was fine. It was there. Uh, it was kind of fun, but um, I would have. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for fucking. That's with
1: the ROH match with Moriarty and Mick I would switch the two.
0: Okay, uh, I am. I'm ready for Statlander against Jade. Or or Athena against Jade, like it just feels like it's kind of dragged, dragging dragging out a little bit, but you know, it, it, it is it it's it's there. So
1: Yeah, it um, is what it is. I'm not honestly I'm not the most I I love Jade Cargill. you on. I'm just not the most invested in that story right now. It's just yeah it's there.
0: I agree. Um but we also had Stokely Hathaway, speaking of Stokely, trying to recruit Lee Moriarty, which is interesting. So sort of teasing that. Uh, that Moriarty or that uh, Stokely could potentially serve multiple roles as managers of maybe different wrestlers and things like that. So, um, yeah, uh, they set up a match for Dante Martin taking on Lee Moriarty next week because obviously it's, it's still Matt Seidel was their manager for a little bit. Um, so I'm looking forward to that one. The two up and comers okay. gonna put on a I'm great match.
1: I'm gonna share some. This is Stokely Hathaway related. Okay. I lie. Dude's got one of the great Twitter games. Bring this up.
0: <laughs> okay. If you want to follow Stokely Hathaway on Twitter, everybody, Big Stoke. Big Stoke I, is the name, but.
1: Uh, I have to, I, nice to keep this verb now? For rough, right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Go follow at Stokely Hathaway, everybody. Yep. It's well worth your time. Another great Twitter follow there. Yep. At Stokely Hathaway on Twitter. Make sure you go follow him. He's hilarious. Legit.
1: Him when he was in WWE was one of my favorite things about WWE because of his Twitter game. And him and Mia Yim and all that stuff. Oh, my God. Stokely's the best. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I didn't know he was... Like, this is just how vast my knowledge is of the Indies. I didn't know that he was a wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. He
0: absolutely he just, you know, was. Yep. But he's just the, a brilliant, brilliant man. He's oh, like, yeah. He's found, found his... his uh, you know, his, his role there. Yeah. Um, we also had, uh, Tony Schiavone, uh, interviewing the gun, the ass boys. I mean, the gun club. Uh, yeah. and, uh, they, they're obviously, they're, they're calling out, continuing the feud with the claim claim comes out. Uh, they drop a little bit of a rap minus the music. Uh, Billy Gunn makes one last ditch effort to be an asshole and ask them to scissor him. And they just, nah, they're not, not having any of it anymore.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
0: uh, yeah, I liked the line about uh, Billy Gunn being hung like a tadpole. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, but then, yeah, this is obviously going to set up a match between the Acclaimed and the Ass Boys. Um, probably the, the two kids with Billy Gunn in their corner at some point down the road. Probably on Rampage. There's a good Rampage main event. for it is, for you. yeah. The Acclaimed versus the Ass Boys. But, so uh, yeah. Any other I thoughts on this? First,
1: I, well, uh, it is what it was. I was, yeah. uh, <laughs> it was. No, I actually looked into Daniel's eye injury. Um, and it actually okay. it comes from the match him and Kazarian did at SCU versus the Young Bucks that they lost. It was it was when uh, Nick Jackson uh, he was the victim of a kick from Nick Jackson. That's what caused the eye problem. It was a yeah. hemorrhage.
0: Oh yeah, like the hemorrhage. That's what it was. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So just to sort of round things out here. Uh, we did get a couple more things announced for next week. We got John Moxley and Wheeler Unit taking our best friends, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, uh, we got uh, obviously the the big shark cage match is the main event.
1: Looking the, forward to that.
0: The, uh, yeah, the, uh, JAS suspended in the shark cage. Uh, uh, inevitably, one of them will get out. and Probably yeah. Sammy yeah. and do some crazy. What do you think? He's be? Is probably it probably Sammy?
1: Sammy. He's the, he's yeah. the one who's most likely to slip, be able to slip he's, to the bars. With he's going to have the
0: baby oil in his trunks. and some
1: Yeah, basically just him the like Chang from community up there going, I got this.
0: Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I wonder if Ty Conchie's going to be up there with that group. I didn't even think about that. Probably not, but. Oh. Uh,
1: I mean, honestly, wouldn't be surprised if it did.
0: Yeah, well, all right. I might as well.
1: Yeah, or um, if her on the ground, that's when you bring Ruby Riott back and just clobber her with the cast. Ty, oh,
0: and Sammy, Ty and Sammy just like man, randomly start making out in the shark cage. Like, which the they rest probably of the is like two idiots. <laughs> those two idiots. Uh, but yeah, that's gonna be really fun. Obviously, we also have Brody King mm. taking on Darby Allen, uh, and then there's gonna be more matches, I'm sure, announced later on. Uh for Rampage, we also have you know the Lee Moriarty Dante Martin mm. match announced, and then the the card for. Ring of Honor, which we'll talk about a little bit more next week, because we're going to yep. be on right before the pay-per-view, so um, that will we'll that hey, like hey, run hey. down that card Watch and it. give yeah, we'll definitely run down that card and give a preview of it next week for that Ring of Honor show. So, the
1: um, Lee Moriarty uh, Dante Martin match, do you think that's going to be one of the rare matches where more time is spent in the air than on the map?
0: Yeah, probably.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, the more time defying the laws of gravity. It will
1: be like in the <laughs> Matrix just both the the air.
0: Yeah, like right (laughs) uh oh man uh we also had our main event which was private party taking on the lucha brothers and you know this definitely reminded me of sort of an old school kind of uh aew match because these are both teams that trace back to the early days of, of aew and uh I thought it was a good match. It it seemed like it might have fallen apart a little bit at the end. There was maybe seemingly some miscommunication with some of the yeah. timing of the spots. And I don't know if it seemed like the finish was maybe a little rushed with Phoenix hitting that hitting his uh his driver there on on one of the guys from private party. I think it was uh, it was uh, Cassidy. But yeah, you know, this this was a fun main event, but it definitely looked like there was some maybe some mistiming or some miscommunication at yeah, different points. They man. weren't yeah, they weren't necessarily the two teams weren't necessarily on the same page, and there was of course there was interference with Roosh running in, and and uh, the Jose the assistant and and Andrade and everybody. Um, but yeah, the 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 baby is getting the win in the end as he kind of figured they would. But yeah, I don't know. I think this match could have been better, but uh, maybe it suffered from a little bit of mistimed spots. But, yeah. Uh, what about you? What would you think? Um.
1: I thought this was an enjoyable match. Like, Again, I agree with you, up until the end. The, the, the end, yeah. they brought it down a little bit. So that's why it's not Match of the Week for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, anytime... Basically, anytime I get to see Lucha Brothers... After their title win last year at All Out, anytime I get to see the Lucha Brothers is a treat.
0: Yeah, it's a good point.
1: It is, yeah. Like, that, that match made me a fan of them.
0: Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good stuff with Rampage. It wasn't, like, a blow-away show or anything. Uh, the middle of it was maybe a little weak, a yeah. book ended by some, some you know, a really good opener and then kind of a, a decent main main event that sort of fell apart in a little bit. So I, I'm going to do it this week. I'm going to give this week's episode of Rampage the worst Rampage ever yeah you, because there was definitely... You know, I, I wouldn't necessarily say the good outweighed the bad. I wouldn't necessarily say the bad outweighed the good. It was just kind of a show that was sort of fine uh, with a couple little things that were really good on it. So with that being said, you know, it's not, not a bad show or anything, but it is the worst rampage ever this week. You um, with, so?
1: uh, it was underwhelming. So it is the worst rampage of all. Uh, ever.
0: Worst rampage of all time. Uh, I'm sorry, let's so our new rating system. We have to sort of be honest here.
1: Yeah, we're basically um, contractually obligated to.
0: Return. Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, our new uh, blokes of wrestling contract states that we must uh, say our, our thumbs up, thumbs down rating must now be worst ever or greatest ever. Yeah.
1: So, and you there try we to go. Everybody. Middle, we'll break your thumbs,
0: <laughs> <Here I am>. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Uh, Let's give our matching moment of the week this week, and it's an obvious one for me. Uh, It was the triple threat, just with so much crazy stuff happening, Uh, and also I would say moment of the week, uh, given everything surrounding Keith Lee and his, you know, dedicating the the match to his brother with cancer and everything, and uh, finally getting their big win, get get the titles, Keith Lee and Swerve with belts is a great thing to see. So match of the picture, week and moment of the weekend winning the
1: title. Season. Did you see that picture that came? I think I saw it yesterday, maybe the day before that, of after the match was over and they were doing the transition to Rampage. Tony Khan's on the stage at kind of leading over. And he's yeah. you know, like the, that nice moment. That,
0: that was really nice.
1: That for me is the moment of the week.
0: That warms your heart. Yeah, it, yeah,
1: it warms my cockles. If it wasn't for that, it'd be Dan and saying, no, I'm not going to curse you, Ward low because that just killed right. me. That, was, that just slayed me. <laughs> Um, and my match of the week, of course, is the same of yours, but goddamn, I have, I have to give a shout out to the Wardlow-Orange Cassidy match.
0: Yeah. And um, that fucking Moxley Takeshi match, too. Right. Like, oh my god. Yeah, I had three, ma- three match of the week contenders on Dynamo.
1: Right. E- yeah. and all of them could easily have been invented, but they managed to do the the whole goofy best friend stuff with Wardlow without making mm-hmm. him look weak. Yeah. Um. And, of course, the chainsaw bit is just
0: <laughs> – yeah.
1: like, of course, and like I said, the Danhausen, uh, just everything about it, the little heat spot. Like, it's just – screw it. That's my match of the week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be. There you go.
0: All right, do it. Hey, look, you don't know have to have the same pick, yep. man. Match of the week for Soda, Orange Cassidy versus Wardlow. For me, uh, match of the week, uh, Young Bucks against Team Taz against Swerving Our Glory. The Triple Threat main event for AW Dynamite. Yeah. But um, really good stuff this week in, in terms of wrestling. And I haven't even watched the G1. We had night one of the G1 uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. I'm, I'm going to probably throw that on right after we go off the air here. Yeah. But I didn't even get a chance to talk about that at all yet because I haven't watched it. So G1 is starting. Uh, Ring of Honor next week. Uh, yep. AW, lot of really, really fun, exciting professional wrestling. Yep.
1: I mean, the coolest thing that they've announced recently is when All Out is happening, because it's happening on my 35th birthday. Nice. <laughs> so, I've nice. already told my family. We're celebrating my birthday the day before. I'm sitting down with three pounds of wings, a joint, and I'm watching the pay-per-view.
0: <laughs> Sounds like a pretty damn good plan, man. Yeah. So, that's Sunday, September 4th, on pay-per-view, live from Chicago. They did announce that they are going to be doing Chicago that entire week. So, Dynamite Rampage in Chicago. And then the schedule after that is, is really fun because they're in Buffalo, New York for the, the fallout of All Out uh, show on the 7th. The All Out Yeah, that's a bit of a drive for me to Buffalo. But then yeah. the following two weeks, the 14th, Albany, New York, and then the 21st at Arthur Ash Stadium. So I, as I was talking about earlier, I think I'm going to do both of those shows, which is just,
1: <sighs> man,
0: you, man, what a fucking month September is going to be for pro wrestling, but...
1: I will try to, to send you money for to get to, to send, get me something from that Arthur Ashe stadium and mail it to
0: me. Yes. Yes. Well, last, uh, uh, well, I don't have it right in front of me, but last uh, year I got the, the New York show, the AEW yeah. logo with the statue of Liberty shirt on it yeah. that, uh, really, really love to, to wear and, yeah. and flounce around. Uh, but, uh, yeah, soda. Any other uh, plugs before we get out of here today, or anything that you got coming up? Uh,
1: yeah, this morning, uh, you, I was on our show, The Northern Countdown, on the Northern Entertainment Group with Fifty and Ben Rayner, where we uh, this was actually a fun one. We talked about uh, the top five best pop culture songs used in movies. Now, to give you an example of where I was going for with the list, the Twist and Shout from uh, Fierce Bueller, Come and Get Your Love from Gardens of the Galaxy, like um, and of course, my, my I'm gonna spoil it. My number one, Tiny Dancer from Almost Famous.
0: Nice. Yeah. Good picks there for sure. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, everybody make sure to go check out Soda and check out his show that he does uh, with Dustin there. Uh, the yeah, which we slice. didn't do doing this week
1: because we both forgot about what our topic was. And then next week <laughs> Dustin can do it. So we're on a little bit of a two week hiatus. <laughs>
0: gotcha. Yeah. So you guys are on a little bit of a break. Uh, we got one more week coming up, up the, as the drop kicks before we mm-hmm. transition. Uh, everybody, if you, if you didn't see the show last week uh, or if you're curious, uh, this will be the future of the show moving forward starting in mid August we will be blokes of wrestling mm-hmm. so that's going to be a lot of fun uh, as we sort of for technical reasons and just to make it easier on everybody uh episode 40 of the drop kicks will be next week and then you know we wanted to start episode 1 of blokes of wrestling with sort of a one uh in there so uh episode 4 episode 41 of this show aka blokes of wrestling episode 1 will begin in mid August so one more week of the show as the drop kicks and then we transition over to Blokes of Wrestling really really hyped for it uh, sorry he was, also, he was sleeping the whole also, show he
1: was sleeping the whole show
0: he's also very excited for the future of, of Blokes of Wrestling oh, yeah. and I am as well and uh, yeah we will again we will be back next week uh, it'll be sort of our Ring of Honor Death Before Dishonor preview show we'll also talk about AEW and then uh, obviously there'll probably be a 100 100- more breaking... 100 breaking news stories because there wasn't anything this week, so we'll probably have about eight eight different huge news stories to talk about. Uh, There'll probably one that'll drop about 10-15 uh, to 15 minutes from now when we go off the air because that's usually how these things go.
1: Wrestling but, is looking okay
0: so far. Okay. <laughs> All right. Check check the Observer. Yeah. Does the Observer have any breaking news stories? We're good. I think we're good for yeah. now. We got UFC on tonight. I don't care oh, about yeah. that. Um, yeah. But... <laughs> So far, so good. But uh, fingers crossed, everybody, that there's not some massive scandal or some massive death or injury or anything. But, you know, yeah. given this line of business, prob- probably will be. Never um, say never. Never say never, everybody. There's, there's a good uh, good term to to utilize throughout mm-hmm. your life. But um, thanks to Sona, as always. Thanks, everybody, who chimed in, in the chat today. I know it's been a crazy busy summer so far, and everybody's, uh, as we say, out and about, mm-hmm. uh, out and about. Um, and all over the place and doing all sorts of stuff. So um, appreciate you all that uh, are watching this on the replay because I know I think a, a bunch of you have been doing that. So really, yeah. really appreciate that. Make sure to subscribe. It really, really uh, help would help the channel to to get the subscriber count up. And uh, make sure to like the video.
1: Oh, okay, as say, well. pl- what about the audio version? You told me last week we had that. Right? Yes, you're about, you're we about
0: do. That. We do in fact now have audio versions of the show. Uh, the link here. I will post it uh, in the chat is L I N K T R dot E So that's link tree L I N K T R dot E slash let's get ready net is where you can find all of our podcasts uh, wherever you may choose to listen to them. So again, link below there and it is also in the description of this video and it's really the easiest way to, to find any show on the let's get ready network in podcast form uh if if you're annoyed with my face uh or my tie-dyed shirt uh or anything uh or 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 dog so by appearance <laughs> <laughs> uh or if you just would you know if it's easier for you to be in the gym or while you're making dinner or whatever you want to do to listen to the show um then that's where you can find it again L I N K. what's that it would have been
1: my preferred way just because I can listen to it if I'm doing my shopping or
0: at right. York yeah, or if you want to multitask? Easy way to do it. So, E-E slash let's get ready net. There's the link again in the description below and in the comments right there. Um, and and again, guys, we've been uh, really enjoying conversing with everybody that's watching on mm-hmm. the replay that wants to chime in in the comments. So, make a comment about any any of this stuff in pro wrestling that we talked about today, uh, or any other topics that you may have. Uh, throw them in the chat below because somebody will, whether it's Justin or, or me or Delia or whoever, uh, Ferris will, will get in there and we'll, we'll have a little bit of a conversation. So um, a lot of fun stuff, a lot of fun stuff to look forward to here. Uh, I will be doing any given schmo day tomorrow. That's going to be myself and Matt Munoz, and uh, we're going to be taking phone calls and talking primarily about the Red Sox-Yankees rivalry. Oh, Is it what it used sports. to be? Is no. it still the greatest re- rivalry in sports? Is it what it used to be? Maybe not, but we'll talk about it tomorrow. i to give little piece
1: before sports. we log off. I'm going to say no. It stopped being the greatest rivalry in baseball when the Red Sox won the World Series.
0: That and when the fucking Astros cheated. Because now the rivalry is the Yankees and the Astros. Yeah. Fuck the Astros. Fuck that team. Bunch of cheaters. You can all go to hell. Especially you, Jose Altuve. Um, but with that being said... We'll be back next week with more wrestling talk. Uh, and until then, everybody, hope you all have a great rest. Rest? West I need some rest. Hope yeah. you all have a great rest of your weekend. And we'll talk to you soon. Go Yankees! Go Yankees!